You are now listening to the Winner Circle Podcast, presented by Desert Diamond Sports, hosted by Rose Shocker and Jenna D. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 15 of the Winner Circle Podcast. We are live from McFadden's at Westgate in Glendale, Arizona, the place that you want to be for the big game. I am your host, Rose Shocker. We won't have Jenna this week. She is over at Waste Management holding it down down there. But we have a special co-host, a familiar voice, someone that we flew all the way out to Vegas to get the latest (laughs) news, the secret betting tips. We have our guy, Nolan Dalla here with us. I am super excited to have you on the show. How are we feeling today? Yes, I, I thank you, Ro, for wel- welcoming me to this week's podcast. Uh, I, I am Desert Diamond Sports traveling, wandering uh, um, sports betting uh, correspondent in Las Vegas, and I'm blowing my expense account. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. I'm I'm sitting back here in Arizona, rainy weather, a little jelly of you. You know, hey, you're the man. I got to get to your level. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know, Ro. We'll see how that goes. But, boy, I'm excited about today's show. A lot to talk about. The Super Bowl, obviously, and uh, some basketball and hockey and everything else under the suns. So I'm really, really excited. It's going to be a great show. I am excited to have you on. And before we get into all the craziness and the and, and, and the news that's going on, I do want to recognize it is Black History Month. We will be recognizing black athletes throughout this month. And the one person I want to talk about, um, or actually a couple of people today, Fitz Pollard and Bobby Marshall. You ask, who are these, um, who are these athletes? 1920, they're the first black African-American football players in the NFL. Pollard had a habit of making history throughout the early days of his career. In college, he became both the first African-American football player at Brown and the first to be named to the Walter Camp All-American team. In 1920, along with Bobby Marshall, he became one of the first two African-Americans in the NFL. In his second season, Pollard led the Akron Pros to their first championship, and the following season was named their co-head coach, becoming the first African-American coach in pro sports history and was still an active player. Unbelievable feats, especially at that day and age. And we just want to thank you for all of um, the help and contributions to the advancement of the league. Arizona, we have something special for you guys. We have a new promo, the No Sweat Bet. And you know it gets real hot out here. Hey, No Sweat, Arizona, it's your moment at Desert Diamond Sports. Grab your first win with our exclusive sign-up offer. A No Sweat Bet up to $500 in free bets. Deposit $10 or more. Place a bet minus 200 odds or longer. If your bet fails sh- falls short, enjoy five free bets mirroring your initial bet up to $500. Imagine bet $50 on minus 180 odds, and if luck isn't on your side, you get five $10 free bets. The best part, 
qualify and your free bets are ready to use immediately. Quick note, this exclusive offer can't be combined with other welcomes. Don't miss your chance. Join the excitement at PlayDesertDiamond.com. Let the games begin. Remember to bet with your head and not above it. If you have a gambling problem, call the Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. We have the NFL big game, and this is the perfect time to, to you know, jump in, get your no-sweat bet, and, and, and go crazy. We have so many different bet nines. I The last time I checked, we have up to 922 different things that you can bet on the big game. Now, Nolan, you know, this, this is it. This is the last game of the season. We've gotten to this point. We followed the trends. We, 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 we've seen, you know, we followed these two teams specifically, just how great they are in each of the conferences. <laughs> and we are finally here to, to go crazy. <laughs> Nolan, <laughs> what have you been watching? Um, or or I, I don't know how the trends that you followed all throughout the year, how can you apply it to this big game? Well, thanks, Ro. And and I really, boy, those promotions at Desert Diamond Sports are fantastic. What a great time to dive in and take yes. advantage of, of, you know, all those bonuses. And they don't have just that, but, you know, days of the week, there's specials and this and that. But we'll talk about that later in the show. As far as the Super Bowl goes, well, this is the biggest uh, 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 uh betting event uh, in North America of the of the year. We're expecting uh, a record handle. What that means is there's going to be more gambling interest on this single game than any pro sporting event in history. There's no question. One of the reasons is it's in Las Vegas, but also the spread of, of, of legalized sports gambling. We see it throughout the country. In Arizona, it's very, very popular, obviously. So this is a really Huge uh, a weekend and a huge opportunity. And as you said, there's nearly 1,000 props up at uh, Desert Diamond Sports. Now, let me say one thing about strategy, if I may. I'll just dive right into it here, and then I like your feedback on this. People say, well, how do I maneuver through 900 possible wagers? And, you know, how can you, like, make sense of this? So let me give the, a, a starting, you know, this is the very first thing anyone should do when they're tackling something as grand and as big as the big game here's what we do consider the team that you think is going to win and then also figure out do you think it's going to be a high scoring game or a low scoring game in other words forecast how you think this game is going to go by the way it doesn't mean you're right but you should have some baseline of expectation and predictability and then you're going to basically latch on latch on all those I call them little prop bets, but doesn't mean they have to be little. You can bet big on them too. But you, you, you will just if you think the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points, that means Patrick Mahomes is probably going to get a lot of passing yards. If you think San Francisco is going to struggle, they're probably going to go under on a lot of totals. So you want to the key word here is you want to correlate your wagers according to what you think is going to happen in the game. And by the way, the only risk thing about this here you go here we go, Ro. The risky thing is, if you're right, you clean up. You win multiple bets. But if you're wrong, oh, no, it's going <laughs> to be an ugly, ugly day. But that's the way we, uh, you know, that's the way most people like to live and watch this, the uh, the big game. And uh, and I just think that's the perfect way to, uh, to uh, create your investment portfolio. 
That is absolutely true. And, you know, you kind of go through what you, you know, see and what you believe. And, you know, like you said, if I think the 49ers are going to win this game um, and I like, you know, Brock Purdy to possibly go crazy, you know, I'm going to look at some of the receiver props and I'll probably go, um, you know, over on some things. One thing that I feel like has been a complete lock all year long, the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey, has had a touchdown in every game, but I want to say three or four. So I might look at him as um, anytime touchdown scorer. Um, and now I do have to ask you this. You know, we do have some people that like to just have fun and like to place bets on anything. I saw someone place a $100,000 bet on the coin toss, a 50-50 <laughs> coin toss. Like, <laughs> does that make you, because you being a, um, a better who's, you know, you really experienced and knowledgeable, does that kind of make you cringe to see something like that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't make me cringe. It makes me jealous that I don't have that kind of money to be able to throw throw some money down just for, you know, for fun. Uh, uh, but there are a lot of people that just uh, do some crazy things. And there's a lot of what are called, the, 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 uh, the term is ed- exotics. In other words, they'll correlate gr- bets to golf matches or soccer games in England and there's all kinds of crazy things that that uh, one can do, and people like to have advantage of it. I I think that that actually is a good thing. It it's it's the national celebration. It's the biggest day of the year in sports. Uh, there's a guy down in Houston. If you know if you know Mattress Mac, he's the uh, the store owner of a of a mattress uh, distributorship, and 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 he's he's bet up to seven eight million dollars on world series of baseball games you know you know his story well you know he makes it fun and these people who come into las vegas and also come into online uh sports books like desert diamond sports and and make these astronomical wagers uh i just think you know this is the great thing people can do what they want with their money and and if they want to have fun that's fine and if they want to take it seriously and try to grind out a profit uh as an investment that's fine too now, I do want to ask you this. So let's just say, you know, Nolan, you're going into this game and you feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are you're confident or, you know, I don't want to say confident, but you're going to bet on them to win the Super Bowl. Would you then look at the MVP winner and say, hey, you know, I'm also going to place a bet on a Kansas City Chiefs player, whether it be Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey? Would you do something like a pairing like that? I, I normally would. I think that's the normal expectation that obviously the the, the the starting quarterback of the winning team is is historically a, a solid bet. Let's say that the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are, I think, plus 110 on the money line. So in other words, if if you bet the Chiefs to win the game, you put up 100, you win back 110 in profit. Uh, well, I think Mahomes is, you know, pays pays more than that. I, I I could call up the chart here, but it's, you know, Mahomes is likely to be the MVP, you say, if Kansas City wins. That normally would be the case, but I think there's a problem here with the Chiefs in that Kels, the Kelsey factor is so strong that I think, the, you know, he's not quite in Mahomes league as far as being a favorite, but I think that you've got you've got a, a a serious distribution of talent on the Chiefs. Same thing with the 49ers, by the way. I think McCaffrey, if 
you know, if the 49ers win, McCaffrey has a big game. He's he he might have his, a better chance to win the MVP award than, than Purdy. Uh, uh, so so I I think that we we're seeing what I call some stratification in in the MVP this year. That normally, for example, I'm sorry, one more thing. For example, in the Tom Brady years when he was playing for the Patriots and they won, what, six Super Bowls, I believe, with the Patriots, it was an automatic that Tom Brady was going to get that MVP most of the time when the Patriots won. I don't think it's an automatic here necessarily with Kansas City and San Francisco. So I'm actually going to argue against the points you just made. And you know what? You you make great points on that. I know that um, the line for the point spread hasn't really moved a whole lot, but they said the movement was coming on the Travis Kelsey props. You yeah. said a lot of betters were hitting it hard. Have you been hearing the same things? Yeah, and uh, you know, you wonder how much is hype. Uh, the, yeah. the, 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 favorite, the favorite word or trend of um, serious betters uh, is hype. And normally what we do, I'm, I'm what's called a contrarian, and that's a stock market term. And what that means is betting against the market or betting against public perception, because what goes up must come down. What goes down usually must come up. Not always, but I mean, those are just trends to follow. And the this this uh, crazy hype on the, the Travis Kelsey thing, obviously because of Taylor Swift and all that, and it's a wonderful story. Uh, uh, th this is something that a better like me would normally want to fade, but I got to tell you, I'm not. I'm not fading. I'm not fading Kelsey. This guy is a beast. He goes across the <laughs> middle. He's a safety valve from Holmes when he's in trouble. And this this guy could catch nine or ten or eleven balls and score three touchdowns. It's possible. And then he's the MVP. So uh, I normally again. It's every situation is different, Row. And normally, this is a situation. If this is a midseason game, I'm fading Kelsey. Super Bowl, I'm not going to get in front of this roaring freight train of of interest. So I, I would say stay away from fading uh, uh, Kelsey. Also, also McCaffrey. I'm not getting in front of those great players and betting against them. Yeah, and you know Kelsey uh, really helped the hype with his last game, getting eleven receptions, one hundred and sixteen yards, and a touchdown. So <laughs> now you look at something, and I want to ask you this as well. You know, you, you get two teams that has taken a couple of weeks off, time to heal. Um, we know that in Frisco, the weather is normally windy. In Kansas City, it was really, really cold. Now we have the big game inside of a dome, great conditions. The fans can be, you know, 50-50. It, it, it could be wild. It can be crazy or whatever. Um, do we take any of that in consideration as we are making our bets for the big game? Uh, you mean the setting or the field and, and the, the surroundings? Yes. I, I think this has not been discussed on any uh, – forums that I've seen I think one factor that's that's not being you know not being considered here that should be is uh Kansas City is familiar with this stadium they played on this field they play the Raiders in uh Las Vegas uh annually uh including what three months ago uh, and, and they 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 usually win and they they won this year uh that they, they like this stadium they like this field they're comfortable in this environment uh, this is the 49ers' first visit to Las Vegas. They do play some preseason games here. That's not the same thing. It's not the same roster. Kansas City's familiar with this territory. San Francisco's not. Again, in, in games 
like this, where you have two really very talented, great teams, it's not like you're going to see just a, a vast disparity. It's not like, you know, it, it, everything's very, very marginal. So you look for little bitty pieces, little bitty advantages. I think that you uh, you and I were talking before the show about the 49ers, uh, the, the field. They were complaining about the field conditions on their practice facility. That's a little indication that maybe things are not going real well, you know, as well as they would like in, in, in the 49ers uh, camp. So uh, these little things... Are, are they worth betting on just alone? No, but they add up. And it's kind of like sands through the hourglass. And eventually that hourglass is full. And you say, boom, I'm going to bet on this team because there's too many factors here not to uh, take advantage of that. Yo, you just brought me back to John Madden saying, boom, that sound is so perfect and so good. And I do have one fun question for you. <laughs> I, I, I eat like John Madden. I, I like to eat like John Madden, okay? <laughs> hey, right? <laughs> now, speaking of eating like John Madden, this is the fun question I have for you. You know, you're out there in Vegas. How are you going to be enjoying the big game this Sunday? I used to do all the parties and go to the casinos and, uh, you know, go with, with people. And it, it was, you know, I mean, maybe it's just maybe I'm getting older or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I... I sit in front of my TV. I have my wine. I have my bets. And frankly, uh, this is one thing about uh, NFL. I don't want to like rain on anybody's parade because it is a party day and people are with friends and all that. I think that's great. Uh, my NFL Sunday usually, I've got a couple of laptops set up, and 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 it's gonna and the whatever is it the red zone. Of course, it's not the red zone this this week. But uh, you know, I've, I've kind of looked at it more as a business, and I'm I'm looking at statistics and 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 doing uh, what you can do at Desert Diamond Sports. Also, it's called in game or live betting. So I'll just use an example. Let's suppose that you see a situation where things are not going well. You have some bets that maybe are not performing according to your pregame expectations. Well, the cool thing about in-game betting or live betting is you can get off of a, of a bad horse and you can say, you know, this, this was the wrong bet. So I'm going <laughs> to jump on the other side and eat a few dollars, you know, and maybe losses. But instead of losing $100, maybe I'll only lose $16 or something and that's really again <laughs> you're asking me if i go to parties and i know i'm sitting here rambling on about you know how i look at things but really that's the way <laughs> a serious better will look at it is 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 every single play certainly every commercial break is an opportunity to re-examine the data and say i'm going to pounce on this uh so I guess I guess that's a fun thing for me, but if I lose, I'm mad and furious. It's a terrible <laughs> day, so we'll see. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you this. You gave us so much knowledge. You gave us so many different facts. Do you have a better angle for us? We normally do the better angle seven, but we have Nolan live with us today. <laughs> do you I have got, a better angle oh. for us? I got 10 better angles. Let's go. 10. <laughs> ten. You, you, how many of them do you want to hear? I mean, ser I mean, seriously, we don't have a lot of time, but I, I, I can run down as many as you want. You want to hear the props? Hey, let's hear the props. I'll, I'll race through them very, very quickly, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop. Okay. If, uh, uh, if you've got something real quick, first touch, first touchdown, non, this is the, these are the prices. These are the odds at desert diamond sports. 
First touchdown, anything non-passing. Rushing touchdown or defensive touchdown or return touchdown. Plus 130. Bet the rushing or, or the non-passing touchdown. Why? What's the reason for that? Well, San Francisco led the uh, NFL in rushing touchdown this year. Ro, you mentioned uh, McCaffrey scoring uh, in 14 out of 17 games this season. That is correct. 49ers had 27 rushing touchdowns. Led all teams in the NFL. And Kansas City's rushing attack improved as the season went along. There's a very good chance I think we see the first touchdown is a rush. We're getting plus money. I think that's a really, really good bet. That's one prop. Next prop. And this is uh, this. These, these first four are going to be very close together. Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown, yes. Plus 380. 380 on Patrick Mahomes. He scored in the other in the last Super Bowl at a rushing touchdown. Also, Patrick Mahomes to score the first touchdown of the game. What do you? I'm going to throw the wild card at you here. What do you think the odds are on that, Patrick Mahomes? You don't have the sheet the sheet in front of you. What, what's, no. what's your guess? What should it be? Ooh, Patrick. Man, I will say plus 180. Well, no, no. It's it a score. The first touchdown is going to be much longer. It's actually oh, nineteen to one. Oh, no, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. going to be like close to a plus one thousand. Yeah, yeah, right. Ten to one, twelve to one, maybe fifteen to one. It's nineteen to one. You're getting nineteen wow. to one at Holmes, and he scored a touchdown in the previous Super Bowl. This is one of the most mobile, athletic quarterbacks in the NFL. You don't think this guy could maybe score the first touchdown? You're getting a gift at nineteen to one. Um, so there, there's, you know, there, there's a, those are all correlated. By the way, if Mahomes scores the first rushing touchdown, you clean up on three bets right there. Okay, so they're all kind of correlated, right? <clears throat> I'll do two more and then I'll get I'll, I'll give it a break. Uh, score, uh, is is the first half or the second half going to be higher scoring? What's what's your guess on that? I think the second half. I feel like the first half they're trying to fill each other out. You know they've been off for a couple of weeks, so they're gonna you know be a little rusty. And then the second half they get it going. You would have been right, Ro. You would have been right from 1993 to 2012. You would have been. You would have cleaned up on that. You're. You're. But you're behind the times, man. Oh, no. <laughs> because this is. This is. This is funny. Yes, that used to be one of the best Super Bowl bets every year. Boom! It. I just did the John Madden again. It. It reversed itself. And now it, it, the first halves of Super Bowls tend to be higher scoring than the second. Here's the key on this particular game. Can, uh, Kansas City is by far the best under team in the second half this season. You know how many of their games they played? 20 games. The second half total has gone under in 18 of them. 18 wow. unders out of 20 on Kansas City games. What does that tell you? This is the best team in the NFL at making defensive halftime adjustments. Kansas City is a solid underplay. By the way, that that I'm, I'm leading into the, the fact that that means there's going to be less points probably in the second half. Take the first half uh, uh, to be higher scoring. Plus money. Plus 110. We're looking for value here. Shop for numbers. Uh, plus 110 at Desert Diamond Sports. One more. Lo longest kickoff return. Kansas City. Why? Why should Kansas City, why will they have the longest kickoff return? And who, who would bet on something like that? Well, let me tell you why. Because the kicker for Kansas City Booker is a is a beast. He 68% he, I, I, of his kicks uh, are touchbacks. They're not even returned at all. So if, if San Francisco were, uh, gets kickoffs, more than two-thirds of those kicks are going to go sell out of the end zone. They won't even get a chance to return the kick. 
Uh, meanwhile, San Francisco's uh, kicker uh, is very average, his leg strength and this and that. So there's a, there's a good chance Kansas City gets more returns. So therefore, they're, they're, it leads that they probably are going to have the longest kickoff return. So you see how these things work together here? Anyway, I, I, I've talked too much. Uh, I've got a few more, but but that's that that's five that I like off the top. Hey, Nolan, I am writing all of this down. Those are some really, really, really good tips. <laughs> thank you for that, and thank you for the better angle. <laughs> that was just half of it. <laughs> <laughs> and what's good for everyone, all the listeners out there, is we have a nice little promo that can tie in. We have our game day jumpstart. Gear up for a winning big game with Game Day Jumpstart. Regardless of your team, participate now through Saturday, um, February 10th, 2024, and secure a 5% profit boost on all your bets, whether it's straight bets, parlays, or any big game wager. This boost ensures you come out on top. Don't miss out. Boost your winnings now and score big. Remember to bet with your head and not above it. If you have a gambling problem, call the Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. Well, we gave you guys a full plate of big game tips, tricks, betting props, and everything. We're going to jump into hoop session, and we're going to talk about the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have been playing really, really well. At one point, they were 19 and 18. Since then, they have won 12 of their last 15 games, including big wins this week against the Wizards, where Bradley Bill went back home, scored 43 points. They defeated the tired and depleted Bucks, 114-106, and then defeated the Jazz. Bradley Bill and um, Kevin Durant led the show um, with um, two 30-point games as Devin Booker was out. The Suns are really, really good. Now, Nolan, you are the man as far as, you know, finding trends and stuff. The Suns have been playing great record-wise. How have they looked against the spread? Oh, for me, they look terrible. <laughs> because you just you just pointed out how hot the Suns have been, how hot the Suns have been. But, um, you get that, right? Okay, so... <laughs> This is this is the honest truth. Uh, you know, I just want to show that I, I am fallible. I do make mistakes. I make some stupid plays. Let me just give you this one. Uh, kind of a bad beat story. I have noticed, yes, the Suns are playing so well. They're gelling. They're scoring points. They're on this streak. They've been moving up in the, you know, in the Western Conference standings. So this is a week ago. <clears throat> they're playing lowly Atlanta. Atlanta was 20 and 27. Oh, they're going to crush the Hawks. <laughs> the Hawks led the whole way, and they upset the Suns. So the one time I bet the Suns, the Suns took the night off. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So, so, so with this, with this, I think with this, uh, you know, I'm laughing and having a good time, which I think is, you know, we should do. I also want to point out that there's going to also be some lapses. You know, no team wins, you know, 20 straight or whatever. Uh, you know, it just doesn't happen. And you've got to look for spots on the Suns' schedule. Um that are what I call soft. When the Suns anticipate the Bucks coming into Phoenix, this is a spot where the Suns are going to play their best. Home crowd, playing a good team, blah, 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 you know, all this. 
so so with the, these are these are motivationally set up all all the ducks are in a row for the suns to cover and win look for those spots though if you want to fade the suns or go against the suns look for those spots that hey we're in it's a game in february we're in atlanta it's not a very good team let's just mail it in with a performance this is what you constantly see in the nba is you see these lapses and and off nights so be very careful when you see a quote-unquote mismatch and and don't lay the nine points or whatever it is uh in fact you may want to take the other side but boy when phoenix wants to win and wants to play they're easily top four top five do you agree i perfectly agree um they you know they turn it up um and like you said it's the excitement of having a a competitor like milwaukee you know like miami coming through teams that are are up there in that playoff spot you know and high up there in the conference and and the suns turn it on it's like a way to really show out yo we are that team and it's funny how you know you talk about lapses i placed a bet earlier this week and this is kind of switching schedules the detroit pistons we know how lowly <laughs> the pistons have been i took Detroit, you know, going into Sacramento, I took Sacramento. I even brought the points down. I think Sacramento was favored at minus 11 and a half. And I did an alt line, brought it down to minus seven and a half. And Detroit won outright comfortably. unbelievable well i was on i was on you know speaking of fading the the detroit pistons i was on the notorious game where i think what did they lose 27 28 straight well yeah. the, the the night that that was broken was playing uh the toronto raptors and of course i had the raptors that night <laughs> of course i have the raptors so it, 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 it's a lot of it's funny a, a lot of people who are watching us are probably football betters and and they want you know bet on other things but basketball is just it's such a great action sport because you've got you know so many things every night including props by the way and and again we talk about lapses and these are just humans that are playing on the court and they're going to look across the court and say God, the Pistons have lost 27 straight. Why should I get excited about this opponent? Well, there's a perfect uh, example of a possible upset. So it, it's it, every single day is different and things do change. I know, by the way, speaking of changes, I know all the trades and everything just happened. I mean, what's up yeah. with that, Ro? Yeah, there was a lot of trades that happened. And, you know, from a fan perspective, there wasn't um, that trade deadline, you know, yesterday wasn't as big as years past. It was almost kind of like a yawner. But looking deep down into it, there were some big moves made by a couple of teams. The New York Knicks. New York Knicks is probably the biggest winners, adding um, Bogdanovich and Burks. Mm, These yeah. are two guys that can be starters on any other team. Yeah, absolutely. And they're probably going to go on to the Knicks as, you know, um, reserve pieces, but great rotational pieces that can put the Knicks to the top of the East. Right. Real quick sidebar on that, if I may. Again, I'm so glad you brought up the Knicks example, and you're talking about, you know, starters and other teams, but now they're on the bench. This is one of those things where you get into really, I call the mechanics of a game, when the, when the you know when you substitute when you have substitutions which is usually usually happening in the second quarter 
uh, you know, the starters will start, and then the, then they'll pull and rest the, the starters. This is a spot where if you can get a second quarter line on the Knicks or in a team with a deep bench, you 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 want to you want to pound that particular uh, prop. So don't don't be dissuaded. Like who in the heck would bet on the Knicks in a second quarter of a game? Well, these are the kinds of situations that it's kind of like mining for gold. You've got to dig, but it's there in the mountains. So go through the mountain, and you'll find spots like that. But there's a great example of. How can we uh, uh, benefit financially, maybe, from a trade or things like that? I think there's a perfect example, just the Knicks example you gave. Oh, my goodness, Nolan. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's something that I wouldn't even thought about. That is great <laughs> knowledge right there. Found the money and, and information here, Ro. Just, yeah, just trying to keep I might, up. Yo, I feel like I need to, <laughs> to pay you after this episode. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to go back to the Milwaukee Bucks. And they have had an interesting time since, you know, they made a coaching change. It's crazy. The Milwaukee yeah. Bucks were second in the East, made a coaching change. They bring in a legendary coach with Doc Rivers, and he is one and five. Now, he said this um, after one of the games. The Utah game, you kind of knew. You know the altitude back-to-back. I mean, whoever scheduled a Dallas to Utah has never been on an airplane <laughs> in their life or no time zones. That was just a tough one. We knew that, I guarantee you. When they looked at that before the year started, they were like, this was going to be a brutal game for us. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks just took a, a big L to Utah where um, they were just depleted. It, it was just, you know, the, Dame Lillard wasn't there. Um, they were missing some, some other guys. I think uh, Middleton wasn't there. And this is what Doc had to say after that game. Um, end of a trip legs. You can just see it. We got a lot of injuries right now, so guys are playing more extended minutes. And you know what? They're playing harder on defense. It's probably all that. He also mentioned that he was thinking about sitting Giannis um, for the game. Now, the Bucs, in their last, I want to say, six games against the spread, they are one and five. And I'm sorry, last night they played the Timberwolves, not the Jazz. They played the Timberwolves. Right, um, right. They lost by 24 points. Mm. They are now playing tonight. So they have a back-to-back -back against a Hornets team that's not good. But the spread is Milwaukee favorite at minus 14 and a half. How can we look at this game? Well, that's a <laughs> well, that's a lot there to unpack. I mean, first of all, I guess I gotta check the <laughs> I gotta check the the, the Milwaukee Bucks flight schedule after hearing, hearing that story <laughs> about flying to Dallas, you know. But uh, that's interesting. That's a really big spread. I do think that it's important to recognize that we have what's called a small sampling here. Yeah, one in five, it's not a good start for Doc Rivers as a new coach, but uh, it, it is a small sample size, and it's important not to – overreact uh, a lot of people will overreact oh the world is ending the bucks have no shot now well it's six games if it goes into 16 games i think you better start panicking but it's only six games and those were largely against good or winning teams uh this could be a game where the bucks uh 
you know, pull, pull things together and spank the, the Hornets. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Here's the problem with the why, the why I would stay off the game. It's back-to-back. You and I have yeah. talked on other shows about back-to-back and fatigue, and especially in road situations. This is not a, this is not a spot where I want to belay the points and after a back-to-back travel situation. So I think it's, you know, one thing is about betting, uh, Roe, and you know this, is – is sometimes the very best bet, bet you make is the bet you don't make, and maybe you can watch the game. And then if the bet, if the Bucks show something, then we maybe bet them the next time out on a more rested situation. Yeah, and just looking at their schedule now, like after this Hornets game, they do get a couple of days off. They are home, but then they have the Denver Nuggets February 12th and the Miami Heat February 13th back-to-back. So I can see the frustrations that Doc has for this schedule in the month of February. They have a lot of just games that are real close um, together, but then they'll have a nice break for All-Star Week. Now, speaking of All-Star Week, have a fun little thing that's going on um, this year. The NBA All-Star Games will have an LED floor. Now, they're not going to have the floor for the actual All-Star Game, but for the three-point contest, the, uh, the dunk contest, the celebrity game, there's going to be an LED floor that's going to be changing, um, you know, lighting up different colors. Probably when someone shoots a three, the floor is going to, you know, brighten up and go crazy, have a little party. Could be fireworks on the floor. It looks <laughs> really, really cool. Have you had a chance to see um, the LED floor? Yeah, it looks like a disco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, wow. All start dancing. <laughs> I, I'm looking for the 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 uh, the mirrored ball to come down, you know, and dance fever or something. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, this uh, this this feature of of the All Star Game. I, I I'm going to just show you know complete my curmudgeonness here. Uh, I've always been a traditionalist. Uh, I can't stand the NBA All-Star game. They don't play any defense. The final score, they score like 8 million points. And, you know, it, 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 it's just a complete farce. So I'm going to actually go the other side here, though, and say, you know, they've got to do something to rework this formula. And it is a fun showcase event for even the non-fans. I think this is great. I almost would like to see it for the actual game. I'm all for doing whatever it takes to make this game fun, and and I think this is just another thing. And by the way, I think the crowd's just going to go wild in in this environment with you know seeing all the lights and this and that. I think the players will look, uh, love it. I, again, I just wish it was part of the game. Maybe it will be in in future years. And it, it could be. This is, could be like a test to see how you know, the viewers at home receives it, to see how people at the games receive it, to see how the players like it underneath them. Um, another interesting thing is one of the games, and I want to say it might be the rookie-sophomore game, they have, which um, is, um, I want to say, by Ruffles. It's a Ruffles four-point line. So we've seen that the league has changed to where people are shooting 30-foot three-pointers and stuff like that. Could we ever see a four-point line in the game, and would you, as a better, favor that or be against that? Uh, I, I would be against it purely for selfish reasons because when you have uh, three-point or even four-point lines, variance is increased. The hot mm. shooting three-point uh, shooting team, if they're, if they're hitting 50%, they're going to cover the spread. If they're shooting 27%, they're probably not going to cover the spread. So I don't like variance. I like predictability. I like stability. Uh, I, I think, in the, in, you know, again, 
for most of my adult life, the three-point line has been in play. Uh, however, I, I think that there, there's even some talk, you know, uh, in college, the college game that, you know, of moving it back or, or, you know, because it's too easy to make a, a three-pointer, that, that thing. So actually, you know, it, it makes the game more difficult to handicap when you have uh, what I call eccentric scoring, things like this. Uh, I, I'm not in favor of it. By the way, that's not the same question uh, as to whether is this good for the game? Is this good for the fan? It's probably good for the fans, good for the game, because you know what? Think about this, row. One team is down by three and has three seconds left on the clock, they could shoot a fourth quarter and win. So, you know, you're, you know, that's, that makes it really, uh, it jazzes up the, 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 the excitement, but it also makes it less predictable. Love it as a fan, hate it as a gambler. Hey, you know what, Nolan, just for you, let's just take away the three point line and everything's just two. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny real quick, Ro, I, you know, you, you and I were talking again before the show and, and, and do you like, for example, I know they don't see it in the actual stadium. Do you like seeing the first down marker when you're watching an NFL game? Do you like the yellow line? Do you, do you like that? I do like the yellow line. I think I it's um, pretty, pretty cool to see, you know, as a viewer. And then also they've added the, you know, especially when the games get real tight where they show that, you know, the kicker can make it from a certain yeah. extent and you see the line on the field. I think it's a really cool thing. I agree totally, and it's it enhances the experience. It's it's information that's conveyed. I don't like the advertisements. For example, in baseball, you'll see behind home plate, and they superimpose. They 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 give you a false image of what's happening in the game. That's that's not that's it does not related to the game. I think that's really a bad thing. But when it's information conveying information, enhancing the the playing viewing experience, I think it's a good thing. I think we agree on this. Yeah, I think so. And it'll be interesting to see what type of advances that each sports make. You know, if this LED floor becomes something that's like really, really good and the NBA decides to move forward with it, could we see something like that in football to where, you know, there's some way a player can see the line and, you know, it kind of helps them to reach for and they'll let you know, yeah, I did get the first down. And, you know, maybe we see different things in different sports. It, it, I love seeing advancement with all the pro leagues. It's cool to see the 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 heads turning and the different ideas going out there on the fields. Yeah, one one real quick thing, uh, a row that 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 actually uh, uh, there there was pushback, if you recall, in the NHL. They would they remember about ten years ago they had the. It's hard to follow the puck on TV. So they, they actually put a I don't know what they call it, but like a tail when they sh shot the puck, you would see the kind of a swoosh you remember yeah. that well they they experimented with that for a while and the purest in the nhl which nhl fans are are hardcore most of them you know very very you know they they are traditionalists and and there was some there was some outrage against that so it's not always technology is not always accepted that is true that is really really true and i just want to point out that the phoenix suns this saturday night will have a prime time game in San Francisco, going up against oh. the Golden State Warriors. You can catch this on ABC at 6.30. And we have our Arizona Happy Hour where you can get a nice boost when you bet an hour um, before the game. Whether you're shouting for Arizona or against them, we have the ultimate win-win. It <laughs> is the Arizona Happy Hour. Tune in for the game and one hour before kickoff, tip-off, or the puck drop, Locking your bets because we're giving you a fantastic 5% boost on your profits. 
straight bets, parlays, you name it. If it involves Arizona, you're in the game. The happy hour excitement lasts until one hour into the match, so don't miss out. Place your bets, catch the action, and let the winning vibes flow during Arizona happy hour. Remember to bet with your head and not above it. If you have a gambling problem, call the Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. Well, again, Nolan, we have you live. What are your facts in 40? Well, first of all, I want to get I want to get in on that Arizona happy hour. That, that sounds like a blast, you know. So uh, that's it. I love that. I love that promo. I mean, they're all good. I really like that. One. Especially if the bar's open and you're getting a, a boost. So like yes. yeah, a boost or a boost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So my faction 40. Well, uh, gee, the faction 40, uh, I've got some data for you here. And and, and, and we're, we were talking about the NBA earlier. I'm, I've come up with something I'm going to call. I'm, I'm going to invent something new on the show here. Here we go. I'm going to call it the 135 system. What's that? What's the 135 system? What does that mean? Well, let's look at teams, NBA teams that scored 135 or more points last the previous night in a win. How do they perform? In other words, they, they shot the lights out. How do they perform in their next game? Well, they're awful. <laughs> they, they're uh, in the last four and a half seasons, 90 covers, 150 non-covers, uh, three pushes. That's only a 43% cover rate. So teams that shoot the lights out and score a lot of points in their next game. I'm sorry, I should have said when they're favored. They have to be favored in their next game. When they're favored, they're only hitting uh, 43%. You're, you're going to get 56, 57% winners fading that. So don't be fooled by a team that scores 135 or more. At, oh, they're shooting like crazy. Oh, no, fade them the next game. And then the other side of that, the other 135 uh, system here is teams that allowed Teams that allowed 135 or more points are even worse. So in other words, they have defensive lapses, they were lazy, and there's a carryover effect into the next game because they are just a dismal four and a half years of data. That's a lot of data, four and a half seasons. 53, 82, and two against the spread. That's just a woeful, like 41% covers. So we want to take the opponent. When a team scores 135 or more, we want to bet against them the next game out when they're favorite. When the team allows 135 points or more, just across the board, bet them against them the next game. That's the 135 system. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. And, you know, I again, another fact that I would have never thought of, and Nolan always bringing in, digging in, the, and coming out with the golden nuggets. Thank you so much for the facts in 40. Can I give you one more quick thing, real, real quick on this? Real Go quick. People will say, Nolan, why did you come up with 135? How about 130 or 125? Well, there's what's called data crunchers that take these numbers. And the NBA scoring used to be an average of about 115 points per team per game, you know, whatever whatever the numbers. But what what, what we do is, is we're looking at, at outlier uh, key numbers here. And whatever for whatever reason, 135 was the number where just that all this kind of stuff happens. So if you see a 127 or a, uh, you know, or even a 134, don't say, well, that's close enough to bet it. No, stick with the formula, 135. 135, that's the number. <laughs> hey, all listeners, write that down. 135 is the key number. Thank you so much, Nolan. And Nolan, you did um, bring up hockey. So we're going to jump into a little bit of hockey right now. 
The Edmonton oh, wow. Oilers, they were on a record pace. They were trying to break the NHL record for most wins in a row. They had their all-star break, and they when they came back, they was on a 16-game winning streak. They lost their very next game, so they ended up tying the streak. Um, so my question to you, and I've been seeing a lot of the top teams um, took, took, took a little, little L. Dallas Stars lost, and they're number one in the West Central. The Avalanche is on a two-game losing streak. When, a, when teams come back from an all-star break, does that kind of just mess with the trends, or could you find something else to look at um, as far as a better perspective? That's interesting. You asked a question here that – I, I got to tell you, I, I'm the first to say when I don't know something, and, and I, I didn't really think about how the all-star break could have been a factor here. I guess that should be obvious to me, and so the answer is probably yes, but I, I'm not going to profess to know the answer to that element. I will say that it, it shouldn't have been surprising in Edmonton just to, just to, just to beast offensively, you know, with their big scores and all this, and uh, you know, winning 16, uh, whatever it was, straight. Uh, it should have been surprising they go into. Uh, Las Vegas, which is where I am here, and and, and this is a defending uh, Stanley Cup champions. This is the one team that probably should have broken the streak. So it's not a shocker to see them lose this one. From a betting perspective, though, here's the the one thing that's true about really all sports, especially true in in NBA and in baseball, and also in hockey to a certain extent, is that teams that 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 have won a lot of games and then they lose that next one, uh, that almost takes some pressure off. Because there is a pressure, the national media starts coming in, and you know that you know it's 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 more intensity and more again more pressure on these players, and there's almost a relief uh, that okay we lost one now nobody's talking about a streak anymore, and then the very next game <clears throat> you'll see this happen often. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the very next game, I got a hockey puck stuck in my throat here. <laughs> the, the, the very next game, they go out and they win. Uh, you'll see this, you know, t team wins eight straight, they lose one, then they go on another three-game winning streak. It's kind of like DiMaggio. Didn't he have, what, 56-game hitting streak? Then he breaks the streak. And then he didn't he go on to hit another 21 straight games or something? You know, people forget yeah. that. He had another, you know, streak after that. This is just an inherent thing with athletics that when you're in good form, it doesn't mean that when a streak uh, uh, breaks, not to continue betting on that that excellent team i think edmonton's probably going to continue may win another five straight here or something it's possible that is true and that is something to keep an eye on um another team that's streaking but on the opposite spectrum are the arizona coyotes the arizona coyotes are on a four game losing streak they're sitting Ooh. at 40, yeah sitting at 49 points um they have a really good record at the mullet arena they're 15 and 10 but away from mullet they're eight and 13. And, you know, speaking of the mullet, you know, the mullet is ASU's, um, the ASU's hockey field. They, they only seat about 4,000. Arizona is still without their own field. And they're looking at the future of the Coyotes. Now, I've, I've read that there are three different options. One, they're looking about moving them to like North Scottsdale, have this nice big multiplex arena that is just for them. Two, they're talking about the possibility of the owners selling it and maybe the possibility of Matt Ishba, who is the owner of the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury, buying them and then building a stadium himself. He is a big-time billionaire. 
and 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 you know building this nice stadium that would have all three teams playing there and then there's this possibility of moving the coyotes out of arizona to salt lake city and giving utah a hockey team uh what do you think about the options and which one would you want to see well i'm not i'm not uh, as up on uh, the local of the local politics and in uh you know phoenix and the, and the financing you know as you are and some other people um you know in arizona i i will say that i, I certainly hope that the coyotes stay uh you know stay in arizona and the reason yeah. is this once uh once you lose a pro franchise it's really hard to get them back you know what once 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 the league abandons a city there's a there's a stain there and it's really it just ask los angeles that lost two football teams and then they had to wait 20 years to the, the second biggest country, uh, city in the country they had to wait 20 years to get an nfl franchise you know arizona pull it together people make this happen you want to keep a you know this is not nhl is not just a canadian sport anymore this is a global you know, interactive environment of entertainment and sports, and you want you want hockey, you want all pro sports in Arizona, but especially hockey. Uh, you have a lot of transplants, obviously. I don't go into that, but that you've got to do what it takes to build that stadium. I don't know what the right answer is, but make it happen, Arizonans. They got to make it happen, and they got to make it happen for the state of Arizona. Arizona has so many passionate fans here, and they support their Yotes. And I would love to see Arizona stay here. Definitely so. Uh, and I, it just shocks me that there's there's talk that the team can move. But you know, again, uh, it, it's also you know, real quick on this. I know I know that you know public financing of stadiums is is controversial, and it just seems crazy. These multi-billionaire owners they're begging for tax money to build stadiums. Yes, that does seem outrageous. I agree. There's got to be some kind of compromise or way to pull this together. And boy, I just love to see something. I think that Scottsdale Scottsdale uh, uh, plan could really work out. But let's see. Well, you know, from now until then, if if I hit on one of my bets and hit really, really big, I will buy the Arizona Coyotes <laughs> and build a multiplex myself. We'll call it Shocker Stadium. And can I get free season tickets? Nolan, <laughs> you will be first on the list. <laughs> now, Nolan, the listeners have been waiting for this. We are looking for the trivia answer. Okay, so the trivia question. All right, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, the trivia question uh, this week, fittingly on the Super Bowl, was what are the four uh, NFL quarterbacks, uh, Super Bowl quarterbacks, that have started Super Bowls for uh, two, at least two different teams? Four different um, uh, quarter. Uh, sorry, there's been four quarterbacks started for two different teams. By the way, I'm not going to give the answer quite yet. Do you know what the answer is, Ro? Have you seen the answer? I haven't seen the answer. Oh, cool. um, okay. I can think of Take a, a crack at it. Take a crack I can at it. A couple of them. Um, most recently, Tom Brady, of course, because that that's a big one ding, from ding, the ding, Patriots ding, and ding. the Bucks. Right. Um, staying in Arizona, I remember Kurt Warner. Um, doing it with the Rams and the Cardinals. Yay! Two, two for two. Um, let's see. Can I think of a third one? Uh, nah, I can't think of any more. The show's only an hour long, bro. (laughs) 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 All right, so I'll give you a hint Colts and Broncos. Oh. Yeah, that one kind of, I'd hate seeing a division rival win. And Peyton Manning, 
Yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's three. And the fourth one's a tough one. You got to be old like me, and you got to remember the game. The very first Super Bowl game I bet on was Super Bowl five, and oh, that wow. crazy that got guy named Craig Morton for the Cowboys. Craig Morton, out of Cal, started Super Bowl five, lost to the Colts sixteen thirteen, uh, and then. Eight years later, he starts for the very first, sorry, seven years later, starts for the uh, Denver Broncos in their very first Super Bowl in 1978. And uh, and so Craig Morton was is the fourth uh, uh, quarterback that started two different teams that usually people don't get. So that's your trivia question. It's Brady, it's Manning, it's Warner, and it's Morton. Oh, hey, back in Super Bowl five, I wasn't even thought of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you were thought of, bro. You, you were everybody's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting to the fun part of um, the, the podcast. We got the best bet of the weekend, and I'm really interested to hear your best bet, Nolan. Are you going to give yours, too? Yes, I'm going to give mine as well. Okay. Um, well, our, uh, it's gee, mine is just going to be the the simple, the simplest one. Like I think you've just got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs Desert Diamond Sports line is plus two money line price plus one ten. I think Kansas City Chiefs get their uh, what is it third ring or the third ring of the Mahomes Reed era, fourth ring overall. Uh, you've got the team that's playing better football right now, probably with a better defense. They beat good teams on the road. They they're just in good form. And does anybody want to bet against Patrick Mahomes in a big game? Is do you really want to fade that? Uh, nothing against San Francisco, a good season, but they struggled. They struggled in their two playoff games. They're not in top form. Yeah, they may come in and play well. I think the more compelling evidence is weighted toward the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're getting points and we're getting plus money. I think that's value. I like the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl Fifty Eight. And I love your bet. I am going to go with a couple of the guys that we talked about earlier in the show. I am going to take Travis Kelsey over 64 and a half receiving yards. And I am going to take Christian McCaffrey as a touchdown score. Put these two together on the Desert Diamond Sports app. You can get this at plus 130 on the app. Now, remember, all odds are subject to change. There's going to be a lot of movement from now until the big game. But. If you lock this in, you can get this at plus 130 as of now. One quickie that you taught me, uh, I'm going to jump on your your recommendation that you gave, I think, uh, a few weeks ago, Brock Purdy to throw an interception. You like that, don't you? I do like that. Um, You know, I think he's had thrown an interception in every game in the playoffs so far. Yeah, I, I, I know he's got 11 this season. Uh, you know, it's that's not a terrible number, but Kansas City is an opportunic, opportunistic defense. They're going to put pressure on him. Certainly, it's possible he throws an interception. And I think it's like uh, minus 120. I think that's the price. So we're getting a good number, too. Oh, good, good. I definitely have to take a look at that as well. Well, Nolan, thank you so much for joining us. We were live at McFadden's. McFadden's is an awesome, awesome place. We want to thank McFadden. Shout out, McFadden's. Over at Westgate in Glendale, Arizona, for allowing us to do the podcast here. It was awesome doing it with you, Noli. Hey, we might have to have you on more often. I'd love that. And by the way, I'm here at the uh, uh, at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, so I'm going to turn around and tell all the people here, hey, you guys, get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know there's a lot of work that needs to be done from now until then. 
But Nolan, you have fun for the big game, and we will catch you later. All my listeners out there, that is episode 15 of the Winter Circle Podcast. You can find us on the Winter Circle AZ on Instagram, Desert Diamond Sports at Instagram. Make sure you follow, 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 and follow. And then wherever you can listen to a podcast, you can tune in on Spotify, um, Buzzsprout. Let everyone know. Let your friends know about the podcast. Spread the podcast news. That is the episode, and we will catch everyone later. Peace. The Winter Circle Podcast is brought to you by Desert Diamond Sports, Arizona's only locally owned sportsbook. Bet local, win local. <laughs>